Welcome to the Michigan Medicine News Break, your daily destination for news and stories about the future of healthcare. Today, we're sharing a conversation that our medical school's director of admissions, Carol Teener, had recently with Dr. Deborah Berman. Dr. Berman has taken on an exciting new role at the medical school, just as the process of selecting our next class of future doctors gets underway. Hi, I'm Carol Teener, director of the Office of Admissions at the University of Michigan Medical School. Summer is always a wonderful time in Michigan and also a time of transition for our office. We just wrapped up a very unique, 100% virtual, highly successful application cycle, and we are looking forward to welcoming our newest class of doctors-to-be to campus very soon. As we turn our attention to the next admission cycle, we are excited to announce that an amazing leader has joined our Office of Admissions team, Dr. Deborah Berman. Dr. Berman will serve as our Assistant Dean for Admissions, while Dr. Stephen Gay, our extraordinary colleague and friend, will take on a new role as Interim Associate Dean for Medical Student Education here at Michigan. Dr. Deborah Berman is an Associate Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology in the Division of Fetal Medicine, and she brings many years of experience, not only as an accomplished surgeon and clinician, but also as our M-Home Director, where she focuses on medical student support and building our medical school community. She's been an active member of the Admissions Executive Committee since 2018 and has been an active member of our whole recruitment and development of outstanding medical students for a number of years. And she's a wonderful mentor as well. Dr. Berman, welcome. Congratulations on your new role. Our team is really excited to work with you, as you know. Thank you, Carol. I could not be more excited to be joining this remarkable admissions team and to uh, see all that is to come. I would love for our audience to get to know you better and to hear your perspective on admissions here at Michigan. And you've mentioned that your years as a competitive gymnast has had a tremendous impact on your life. So I'm curious how this sport has shaped you personally, how it has had a positive effect on your career even to this day. Carol, I think that's a great question. To take a quick step back, I was, as you mentioned, a collegiate gymnast here at the University of Michigan. In order to land as a collegiate gymnast, pun intended, I had done the sport my entire childhood. So all in all, I did the sport for 17 years. So it is a great deal of who I am personally. And I think it's really important to highlight how that translates to who I am professionally as a physician. Uh, I think that gymnastics demonstrates the need for fitness, well-being, intensity, hard work. Every time you get off the beam or the bars, you look to your coach or teammates for corrections, for input, for support about what you just did and how you can get better. And so I think that really parlays into my life in medicine because we work very similarly as a team looking to each other for support, for advice, for mentorship, for an understanding of how we can make patient care better or our research mission uh, or collaboration in the clinical space. 
Mm -hmm. I think when I think about gymnastics, the two things I really want to highlight are one, teamwork, because medicine is the ultimate team sport. I did a fetal therapy surgery last week. The only reason it was a success was the team. Mm -hmm. the, from the nurses to the nurse coordinators, the medical students, the residents, the surgeons, our environmental services who prepared the operating room so we could all go be in there. Second thing, which I would be remiss if I didn't bring up, is if people have followed gymnastics the last few years, there has been a reckoning in this sport about mistreatment, culture, tone, tenor, and I would say similarly, the field of medicine is in a place where there's a reckoning right now. And I would love to highlight that the University of Michigan Medical School is at the forefront of this movement. There's a cultural overhaul, not only going through the gymnastics world, but through the healthcare system. And if you look at our medical school, we have AROC, an anti-racist oversight committee. We have just received funding for a huge mental health program for every one of our medical students. We have a well-being steering committee to infuse well-being into every facet of medicine for our students. So like the overhaul going through gymnastics right now, there's an overhaul in medicine and Michigan's stepping into that space bravely and boldly. I'm really proud of it. That's great. So you mentioned your, uh, a little bit about your uh, a surgery that you had last week. Maybe you could tell us more about your clinical roles at Michigan Medicine and why you enjoy your work. I would love to. Uh, I have the privilege and honor, as you mentioned earlier, of being a high-risk OB or maternal fetal medicine specialist in the department of OBGYN here. So what that means is after I did my OBGYN residency, I did a three-year fellowship in maternal fetal medicine, which is just high-risk obstetrics. So it's a career that focuses on pregnancy-related complications from both a maternal and fetal perspective. I've done additional training in fetal therapy and fetal surgery. So I am particularly interested in what we call prenatal diagnosis. So doing the ultrasound and evaluation of fetuses and looking for uh, anatomic changes and diagnosing that. And then also doing fetal in utero procedures or surgeries to help uh, these families and fetuses. So I get to um, work with families. Uh, when our students rotate with us, they, uh, in maternal fetal medicine, learn about ultrasound. They learn about complex maternal conditions. And it's not uncommon that they operate with us. And we do remarkable fetal procedures. The University of Michigan is one of the few fetal therapy centers in the United States and in North America. And uh, we've got a really remarkable team who supports these families through these complex reproductive journeys. 
I know that your your colleagues really appreciate working with you all, from all the different members of the team, and I know that students do as well. You had mentioned well-being initiatives, and it makes me think of the M Home and your role as director of the M Home. How did you first become involved with the M Home? How would you explain the concept of what is M Home? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? or hope the medical student experience might be like with M Home? I appreciate that question. Uh, and I have to just acknowledge the medical school leadership for having the vision to create M Home, our learning community. Uh, Raj Mangrolkar, our, our Dean, had this vision that medical school is not just about being in the clinical space or learning the anatomy or the pathophysiology. It is about being in the space as a community, as a community with one another as medical students, and then being enmeshed in a healthcare system community. And so M-Home was created with the sole focus of creating community and support and focusing on student experience and well-being as a paracurricular entity. And MHOME uh, has certainly shifted and grown through the years. We have houses where there are activities, whether it's the Olympics or lunches where you create community vertically by having an M4 in one house connecting with the M1s in the house. The other way though that M Home really focuses on community and support is the recognition that being a student and being enmeshed in the healthcare system is recognizing that life continues to happen as you're a student and then as a physician. So what does it mean to support one another? I look at some of the programming, for example, that we did this year that just really highlights that. We put on a substance use disorder panel with and for our students to highlight that we are aware that that is an ongoing issue, not just with our patients, but with, within healthcare providers. We have camp, which is an incredible experience for our incoming M1s to connect, create a sense of community as an M1 class out camping uh, in the wilderness, if you will, of Michigan. Uh, we've got Parallel Universe, where we talk about what it's like to be a student and be evaluated in the clinical space, in the preclinical pre space. Um, I can go on and on with what our programming is, all creating community. Many programs are fun. And then many other communities are just true reality of being a physician or a student. I know that camp was started by our, one of our students who was an incoming student a few years ago. And many initiatives really are driven by our students. I'm uh, one of my favorite parts of my job is being around our medical students. What do you like about working with 
our med students? I love working with students clinically. Their interests, their verve to learn, their contributions. They're so learned and well-read. They teach me things every day. Uh, I love knowing that these are the physicians of the future. And so it's meaningful to me every single day to be with students in the operating room or in the ultrasound unit or in clinic. I also have to note though, I'm inspired by our students in the leadership arena. Our students bring so much energy, passion, interest, verve for life, good ideas to the table. Our students challenge the status quo, and that is why things keep moving forward and we keep growing as an institution and as a program. So as we shift to the world of admissions, what are you looking forward to in your role as the Dean for Admissions? Well, first and foremost, I'm looking forward to joining this remarkable admissions team that has been in place for years. Carol, Becky, April, Sandy are all incredible with such a deep knowledge of admissions and such a deep, caring place for putting together a class of transformative human beings. Steve Gay has led this space and will continue to be here. So what am I looking forward to? Number one, joining this incredible team. And then number two, helping be part of building the next class for the University of Michigan. I think that our mission is to put together, as I said, a transformative class of unique people who work together and work within this health system to change the face of medicine in the future. So that's what I'm excited to be part of. Yeah, and we often talk about how we're curious how students will be change agents even while they are a med student and not wait to get their MD, but have, you know, have an impact on patient care um, on different phases uh, of the whole medical arena. So it's exciting for us to see. We often get the question of how would you describe your ideal Michigan applicant mm. or student ultimately? Carol, do you know what I would say? Honestly, I would say you are our ideal applicant to whomever is listening. We are looking to build a class, a transformative class filled with unique, outstanding human beings. We want interesting people. We want fascinating individuals. We want individuals that we will communicate with, that future patients will communicate well with. What else? We want altruistic people, leaders. Like I was saying earlier, team players, people with unique potential to contribute to the field of medicine, resilient folks, adaptable, ethical people. We want communicators, connectors, dependable people. Honestly, we want people with integrity. We need people with kindness and humility. We want people who are straight out of college and we want people who've lived a life and have had totally different careers that then directed them towards medicine. We would love people who are service oriented. 
We're interested in people who are change agents for research, for social justice, for innovation, for fun. We want genuine people. We want curious individuals, resourceful people, and simply compassionate human beings. So as I said, we want you because everybody applying has an attribute that falls into everything that I just listed. Yeah, so they're uniquely themselves and not necessarily all that list, but. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You are you, you are yourself and not trying to be someone you're not. How are you preparing for this upcoming cycle? What is your overall philosophy approach to reviewing these medical student applications? And it probably is quite a different process than when you applied to medical school. So it's an interesting process. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about that. The University of Michigan has a holistic approach to how we work through each applicant's portfolio and how we thoughtfully and intentionally and holistically look at each person's offerings, if you will. I think that's changed through the years. I don't know if it was, if I can be totally honest, as holistic in the past that is, as it is now. And I recognize how fiercely the admissions committee and team have worked to make that happen. So what, what would I say to a student about our current process? What I said a few minutes ago, you are who you are. You don't need to pretend to be someone you aren't. In the application, during the interview, during our second look weekend, be you. You are special. Every medical school has its own culture, its own climate. Try to get a feeling for that during your application process and interview process. Try to understand what each school's mission is. You're not hearing us say we're putting a class together whose MCAT averages X or whose GPA averages Y. We're putting together a class of transformative individuals. But please know, we know that our applicants are human beings in the making who are continuing to develop. They don't have it all figured out as they're applying. And so what would I encourage people to do? Access help, lean in to resources. People want to help. And I think you need to know that you can get help and get support through this process. You're not alone. So I mentioned earlier that we had virtual interviews last year and we're going to be vir virtually interviewing again this coming cycle. There are many things we love about it and that it's an equitable process. And we do get a really good sense of, of individuals, but there are concerns, Dr. Berman, about the pandemic and how it has affected our applicants. What are your thoughts around all of this? Carol, I appreciate your bringing that up. I think that's really important because we, like all other medical schools, pivoted. 
because of the pandemic in how we interview. I certainly think there's been some positive facets to it. To your point, Carol, it has allowed more access for more people in a different way. But I also really wanna note that we recognize that this has been a challenging period in our applicants' lives. And our entire admissions committee is cognizant of that. We are aware of that. We understand that all of our applicants have had unique experiences through the pandemic. And you know what? We'd like to hear about them. We care so deeply about it that we've actually placed a question on our secondary that addresses that. How has the pandemic had an effect on our applicants, positive or negative? We want authentic, true responses so that we can see how our applicants are doing and it will allow us to better understand them. And you, you are quite an authentic person, uh, Dr. Berman, and I think you and our team appreciate when people are authentic on their applications and really speak to who they are and try not to check boxes and cover all their bases, but really speak to what they're passionate about. Absolutely, Carol. I think as people are filling out their applications, please speak to your own truth. This isn't a matter of writing down what you think our admissions team wants to hear. We want to connect with the true you. Everybody is different. Everybody is bringing something different to the table. I want to hear it. We want to hear it. Our whole executive admissions committee wants to hear it. Yeah, and it's also you're doing Dean's letters right now in which you're meeting one-on-one -on -one with M fours who are planning their next steps of where to apply, what specialty to apply into, and you're hearing about their journeys through their medical school career. And I know you've told me about really quite different and unique journeys they've had and how they've taken advantage of resources at Michigan and tried to stay true to themselves and not spread themselves too thin or do it all, but really hone in on what they're passionate about. So you're kind of seeing it on the, the other end of, of, uh, of an applicant into medical school. You're seeing it as applicants into residency. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? It's really exciting. I feel honored to have this opportunity to meet with our students to do Dean's letters because I'm watching, listening, and hearing, and seeing their arc and their progression over these years at Michigan. We have students, because they're at the University of Michigan, an institution that has everything, they've tapped into that everything. They've stayed at Michigan for all of their clinical opportunities because we're a healthcare system that has every subspecialty. And at the same time, they've looked around and said, we have a public policy, a public health, a social work school, Ross MBA, uh, the law school, all in the top programs in the country and more, let me get a dual degree. And so I'm talking with students getting dual degrees while they're getting their MD 
it's amazing. I have other students who have said, no, I'm not getting a dual degree, but they have been change agents in our anti-racist oversight committee and are changing the face of clinical grading here at Michigan to try to remove bias and make it more equitable for all. So seeing what these students have been doing, it is humbling to me. I am amazed and so proud of them. It's also fun to hear about what, what they've done in their spare time too. I know. <laughs> so now this is for your lightning round. Just tell us your favorite, favorite place to eat in Ann Arbor. Oh, uh, I think that's going to have to be Frida Batita's. Uh, she, Eve, is the chef, has a Cuban-inspired restaurant that is amazing, with great flavors. So um, Frida Batita's. Yeah, I, I agree. My, my kids would agree with that, too. Oh, um, I love it. Outdoor space in Ann Arbor. Where do you like to spend time when you get some fresh air? That's an easy one. The Arboretum. I, the Arboretum actually sits across the street from the hospital. It is miles of protected land with a river in it that you can raft down during the summer. I actually went snowshoeing in this winter to a beautiful paths that you can walk during the fall. And then I have to say in the spring, it has the Peonies Garden. And I might get this wrong, but I think it's the biggest diversity of peonies in any single space. It's every color imaginable popping and blooming right now. So I'm going to say the arb. Okay. How about on a Saturday? What do you like to do on a Saturday? Well, let's be honest. For me, in the fall, Saturdays are walking to the big house, enjoying seeing the students faculty, staff, and Arborites, people from all over the country coming to watch Michigan play football in the stadium. That's good. And how about traveling in Michigan, the state of Michigan? Where's, where's a summer getaway that you appreciate? So I think the closest place is you know, two and a half, three hours from Ann Arbor is a direct shot to Lake Michigan. I grew up in Los Angeles, born and raised there. And so certainly grew up with an ocean, but I'm gonna tell you, I've always been a little afraid of sharks. And you know, the salt water in the ocean is amazing, but nothing beats Lake Michigan in the summer because there's no salt and there's no sharks. So I do love going almost anywhere on the coast uh, and enjoying Lake Michigan. Wonderful. And Sleeping Bear Dunes too is very cool to see. In the Absolutely summer. amazing and gorgeous. Yes. Well, we really appreciate your time today, Dr. Berman. Thank you for sharing all your insights and know that we really appreciate all that you do for Michigan. And We'll just keep going as an admissions team, recruiting future leaders and best in medicine. Go blue. Thank you, Carol. Go blue. For more on this story and others like it, visit uofmhealth.org forward slash health blogs. 
You can subscribe to the Michigan Medicine Newsbreak podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to check out all of the other shows on the Michigan Medicine Podcast Network at uofmhealth.org forward slash podcasts.